This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share His love. Well, good morning. Good morning. Uh, it's Josh and George Earl. <laughs> I have a last name. <laughs> you didn't sound convinced. You got to you got to make sure that you talk up a little bit here, George. We're out. We're competing with wind and traffic sounds here. Mariachi bands going by. Mariachi bands going by. <laughs> hey, it's episode 39. I think, yeah. 39 yeah. of Radiant Reflections. Uh, Josh Harma, Spiritual Formations Pastor, here with you. And today, I have George Earl back. If you remember, George was with us uh, when we had Pam on the episode also. Yeah. And we talked about biblical community. Yes. So this is your your sophomore appearance. <laughs> People have told me I'm sophomoric anyways. Okay. Is that good? Is that in a, are they being nice about it? Uh, like somebody's sophomore record, yeah. right? Is, uh, is usually better than their their yeah it could be that, album or it could be just i'm annoying people okay okay <laughs> I, we're, we're gonna go with the positive yeah we're gonna, go, we're with gonna go with the positive yeah well hey uh pastor jb is back in town however he was not back in town saturday for summer bash so he didn't hear the message and we didn't stream it so he didn't feel right uh doing an episode on a message that he hadn't heard so George was gracious enough to uh, accept an invitation to come back to the podcast. So we're going to dig in and talk about the message here in a little bit. But first, mm. uh, JB is on site. So he made us coffee. We're not drinking out of our usual cups, but here we've got, and this is actually, this Ooh. is a giant cup of coffee. Yeah. Okay, like this is probably at least twice as much as what I normally I'm have. You're going to get a lot of work done. Uh, today. You're going you're gonna to get a lot of work done. <laughs> So I'm going to read, that's a, that's good coffee. So JB wrote down the information, including the tasting notes. I have the information here. He didn't show me the tasting notes. That's folded up on a piece of paper in my pocket. So after we register our guesses, yeah. we're going to, we'll talk about it. Okay. But this is from Seeds Coffee Company. Okay. JB said he picked this up in Alabama uh, on one of his trips uh, with Seahad. Uh, and this is an Indonesian Sumatra Pegasing. We don't know if we're saying that right. P-E-G-A-S-I-N-G. Pegasing. This is a natural process, which JB was just telling us yes. about. So share with everybody what we just learned about a natural process. George. All right. From what I can remember, <laughs> uh, the bean is actually the seed and the cherry is around it. And they it, it falls off the plant on its own and they put it on a concrete slab. Or did I get that all? So, up? so the natural process. Uh, basically, he's saying like the cherry just kind of like it falls off by itself. They're not like they're not fermenting it. They're not they're not washing it. Right. They're not, it's just kind of like hey, let nature take its course. The sun and it. Yep. So in the air, you've got the coffee cherry, and then the coffee bean is like the seed within the cherry. Okay. That's what you grind up and make coffee with. Is that seed, if you will? So. There we go, and so, we will. So it's a it's a natural it's a natural natural process. Um, so take a sip there, George, yeah, or a, a little this sniff. My, this is my third. I know I've been I've been sipping it since we walked out of the green room. We're outside today because uh, they're setting up for some bigger video shoots in the church lobby. And obviously, we're not in JB's studio, so we're outside. So hopefully, you don't mind a little bit of the traffic sounds. Uh, apparently, there was a truck 
blasting some mariachi music a little while ago. Uh, so if you get any of those things, we just want to make this a full sensory experience for you. Truth be told, <laughs> truth be told, we never left Summer Bash. <laughs> We've just been hanging out here drinking coffee the whole time. Which, cool note there, before we get into the coffee, yes. which we sort of already got into the coffee, yeah. but we are sitting where we did baptisms mm. on Saturday for Summer Bash. Uh, I Brandon sent out a, a text to everybody. We baptized 33 people Whoa. at Summer Bash. Wow. So I think we had 15 that had signed up. And then we had a Double. bunch of spontaneous ones that wow. we more than doubled uh, with baptisms on Saturday. And this is a good segue because I wanted to ask you this. I didn't prompt you, but so you got to baptize your one, to, one to, child, two, two, my two children. <clears throat> two yes. my kids. So yeah. I, I had the privilege and honor of baptizing my oldest daughter, Patience, yeah. and then my oldest son, Zayo. Wonderful. So super and, cool to see them. And those were the uh, first two so my daughter oh. Alexis was the first uh, okay. last year. I think she was actually she was a spontaneous one. She had been wrestling, yeah, and then she just she knew like in that moment when they opened it up, she knew she popped up and she came up and <laughs> baptized her. So that so so That's three awesome. three of my six kids I've had the privilege of baptizing. What's so. that like baptizing your own kids? It's 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 cool to baptize anybody. Sure. It's particularly cool. I was. I was I had my sunglasses on, which worked out because I was I was getting a little bit, little Ooh, bit emotional. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just be I you know I because I have I have the privilege with my own children of having kind of walked through the process with them. Yeah, and they're wrestling mm -hmm. with hey, dad. Like I I want to do this, but I'm nervous. Like yeah. it's in all in front of all these people. Yeah. It's you know this that and the other thing, and yeah. and so just being able to to kind of walk through that with them and then to see it come to fruition. Yeah. Uh, that's, oh, that's, that's super cool. Were there special words or if you don't want, if you want to. Oh, no, I mean, like, so we, I mean, we've had conversations afterwards and sure. yeah. Yeah. Just how neat. Yeah. It's neat. awesome to see them step out. Cause, cause for both of them, I know there was, a, there was a lot of nervousness. Yeah. So it was, it was really good to just kind of affirm their boldness in obeying. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah. Thank God. That's wonderful. But it is. Yeah. I, that's I, awesome. I was pumped. I was pumped. So thirty-three baptisms. Wow. Super cool. Yes. Hey, we should scooch in a little closer. Okay. All right. I'm just. And you got to talk up a little bit. Oh. Okay. So I tip. Your... Well, I typically am very loud. We're so out I'm, while we're yeah. outside, so you got to use your outdoor voice. Okay. My coaching <laughs> voice. I can talk across many tennis courts. There you go. Uh -huh. See, I always think that I'm loud, but I I don't think I actually am. Mm. We had, there was a little, a little old lady when Ryan and I first got here, uh -huh. her name was Tiny and she was, she was <laughs> okay. itty and we would do a chapel with, with uh, the senior citizens every Wednesday oh. and, and she could never hear me. Really? Like I'd be, I'd be sitting there in what I thought was a normal, like good volume of voice. Yeah. And she'd be like, I can't hear you. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Sorry, Tiny. All yeah. right. Uh, coffee, coffee. What are you, what are you tasting? I've got, I've got my first one registered in my brain. It's uh, good. Which I actually thought like when I first sipped it in the green room, I thought, Ooh, I, I thought dark chocolate. Okay. I'll so. go along with dark chocolate. I will go along with dark chocolate. I'll also go with a, um, uh, there's a tartness to it. 
I think there is. You got to let it sit for a second because it's not like like if you kind of like swish it around a little, you get the tartness. Like mm-hmm, a, my mm-hmm. first, just sipping it. Mm-hmm. I don't think you really get that tartness. So what do you think that tartness is? I gotta go with. Uh, I gotta go. Is it a tart cherry? No. Yeah, yeah. I think I've no. got to go. No, I mean, I don't know. I'm, yeah. Because it doesn't taste. I don't. I wouldn't say that it's citrusy. Yeah. See, this is where I lose my vocabulary and everything. I'm not. I'm honestly not sure. I like it, but it's. Uh, Hmm. I'm dead air right now. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say candied lime. Wow. Candied lime. Wow. So dark I... chocolate, candied lime. You gotta put at least you gotta mm-hmm. put one out there, George. I I I see I go trust I that you can do this. So swish it around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It okay. really does like people make fun of it, but it actually makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Oh uh I'm um I'm gonna go with a um, almost like a green tea. I'm gonna throw green that tea? in there. I'm gonna okay. throw that in there. Okay. Yeah, it, it's just a-, a. Any other ones you want to register? Because otherwise, I'll pull out. JB said there were three tasty notes. Right. Between right. the two of us, we've put out three of them. <sighs> Anything else you want to register before I pull this piece of paper out of my pocket? Um, let's. I, I, I'm just getting a um a um. I don't want to say grassy. That's mm-hmm. that's not the word I want. Is that is that in the voca- coffee I mean, vocabulary? I mean, there are definitely coffees that taste grassy. Okay, okay, uh, but it's it's uh, uh, spinach. Spinach. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Leaf- I like no, it. I'm, yeah. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's but I'm tasting a a, a vegetable-y kind well, of. Well, because it's it's even though it's tart. Yeah. It's not fruity. Right. Like it's not like a real sweet fruity. Yes. So yes. But I'm okay. So okay. spinach. All right. Dude, dude, do you <laughs> I was thinking yucca and I'm looking you, at that plant over did there. Did you hear like, my guess of romaine lettuce in the juice last oh, week? I was no. way off. I, I, I haven't gotten off. to this week or this last week. All right. Okay. So we've not seen these before. So JB wrote these down. <laughs> oh, tropical candy. Oh, you got it. Candy, candy lime. lime. Yeah. Oh, and lime. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. And pie, pie crust. Huh. See, I, I just. Pie crust. Who just eats the crust of a pie? You do? no, no, I don't. I, I've eaten <laughs> pie crust on its own, but I, you know, after. Well, I mean, just well, after like you eat leftover. The pie. Yeah, the leftover. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. it's <laughs> it's like a necessary evil. Yes, isn't it? Or do you it like, really like? I the like crust? it. I like it. I it, eat it intermittently between the, the pie oh. filling and all that. Okay. Yeah. So I I I love coffee. I just don't have a real good discerning taste, and I just okay. I don't. Anyway. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I'm well. I, I'm freaking you, pumped you about that lime shaking. and the candy. He's shaking. I, like, <laughs> that might be because I drank. That oh, that that coffee be already. <laughs> uh, no, so the first time, you know, I guessed um, um, gummy bears, gargonzola cheese, and squid, and that was a joke, of course. So I'm 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 I'm, a I'm waiting for there to be a gargonzola cheese. I bet uh, there is tasty note. Or something there is. <laughs> no, this is good. This is really good. Okay. Well, hey, real quick, mm. and I might do this multiple times because of the the. Issue we ran it last week. You say something cool. Start. I want you to start talking briefly. Okay. About uh, where you were for a little while. Oh yes. While I yes. walk around and make sure that the camera's still recording. <laughs> okay. Hello, <So>. camera. <laughs> okay, we have to do all that again, maybe. So, um, 
Two years ago, I'm going to make, give this short, quick, but contextual version here. Two years ago, uh, my wife, Christine, uh, her mom said, I'm turning 80. So she was 78 at the time. She said, I want to take everybody to Africa. And we went, okay, that sounds great. Uh, we were thrilled. And so we went to northern Botswana along Ongavangu Delta. I so, so help us out with geography. Africa is yes. a big continent. Africa is. So, thank you for saying it's a continent, not a country. So, too. if this yes. is Africa, yes. So here is South Africa. South Africa is a country. North of the country of South Africa, where Johannesburg is, okay. is a country called Botswana. Okay, you're digging into the Kalahari Desert there. North of Botswana. So you're you're north of South Africa because, like, I've. My only African experience is in Sierra Leone, which is right, right over here, Western. You're Western you're totally different uh, climate and oh, everything because you've got the rainforest and all that. And so, northern Botswana is where we were, and then we went across the border um, to Zambia, uh, where Victoria Falls is. Okay, and it was absolutely amazing experience. Could Victoria uh, get back up? <laughs> well, it's funny because, <laughs> oh, I get it now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, yes, it's the, it's the pie crust getting me. The, uh, yeah, so named after Queen Victoria, but do you know the actual name or the translation of the name of Victoria Falls? I do not. The smoke that thunders. The smoke is the perpetual mist. And when you got a waterfall that big, I think the statistic he threw out there, our guide, was every minute a million liters falls over Victoria Falls. There's a lot of water. That's a lot of water. That's a lot of water. And it was sharply contrasted with where we were, which was bush. We were in the bush camps. We stayed at two different bush camps um, in uh, Botswana. And Botswana is a place where it's all tourism. They don't have any industry. Um Really? Think, yeah. They, they, uh, well, hold on. Let me think. Uh, no, it, not, not like any manufacturing industry or anything like that. The main industry is tourism. Huh. So when you go, I, I mean, I'm sure there are some other things that they produce, but that's your, that's their primary, that's their primary income. Income. Yes. And so they do it up fantastically. Um, English background because they were colonized. The, um, uh, let me back up a second. There are diamonds. There are diamonds there. But as far as making things, so you have diamonds and tourism. Yeah. And so diamonds are pretty important, you know, and they, uh, the whole Southern Africa is, is big on that. Um, so it was, it was incredible. It was incredible. The, the, the people were wonderful. Again, it's not just, Hey, we're tourists. They, they're just genuinely very sweet, sweet people. And, um, the, we saw a game. We saw, I sent pictures out to my life group. So life group people share. Well, you were showing us the video or the picture at Summer Bash. (laughs) Yes. Of multiple lions. Well, yeah. A lioness. Lioness. Multiple. What's the plural for lioness? Lionesses. Lionesses? I think. Sounds like Linus from uh, Charlie Brown. (laughs) Yeah, kids with blankets all around Africa. (laughs) (laughs) Lionesses. Yeah. Lionesses. They, as I told you, they are... Uh, you know that they're they're not trained they're not tame you don't want to use that word for the for the lions but they they don't they ignore you because you don't harm them they don't harm you so when you're okay so when you guys are out there are, are you like in the wild or is it like a game preserve where it's like hey you've got you know maybe if it's hundreds of thousands of acres yeah but there's some sort of a fence somewhere yeah. or 
there's this no is, census. Okay, so this there's, is these are just free range. They just they just lines. let them go, let them okay. go because you know if you put up fences, you get in because the animals will will go to where the natural resources are. The elephants need the water, and I mean they all do. And so if you're putting up fences, and anyway, it is uh, amazing that you can just drive up next to them with an open car, an open safari. You showed me the jeep. I'm yes. like, dude, there's. <laughs> Like yeah. a lion could just jump right in there, man. Yeah, but you and I would be fine because we're wearing non-bright clothing, and they say don't stare because the the flashy clothing is kind of what gets their eye. Some of them, and it's like, oh, what's huh. that? It could be a deer tail. You know, hunters will. I think. Okay. I, I'm not real knowledgeable on hunting, but I think they will. I mean, other than camouflage, if you're giving yourself away, um, I, I don't know. I think. That okay, might be a so thing. for real, like they. This they, is what I wore. They cautioned you on, like what type of clothing to wear kind of thing? yeah yeah and that was probably mainly with the hippos and the larger animals dude don't i've i've heard hippos you don't mess with the hippo most dangerous animal the most um killer animal in in africa is actually the hippo do you still want a hippopotamus for christmas <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> not even Gay my two, PV, right? it'll take more than my two front teeth <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. but it it uh, the hippopotamus is very territorial and mm. so if you get close to it, uh, it'll defend itself. They're vegetarians, though. The hippopotami are. So they'll so, kill you, but they won't eat you. I, I think, yeah. And they're just so big, they might just run into you, headbutt you. I, I'm not sure. I didn't want to know. I didn't want to find out. So, yeah, we get close to the, the hippos, and, and, and or not close to the hippo, close to the lionesses. Very close. Uh, elephant came up to us, probably about 10 feet away. Okay. And then just kind of looked. It was a young female and just kind of ambered up and like, because they don't have real good eyesight. So they just kind of look at Elephants you. Elephants don't. Elephants don't. That's what our guides tell us. You know, the cats do. The cats do. The the antelope, uh, the, the impala and all those, they do. Hmm. But yeah, you would you would think they, they don't. They've got real good hearing. Something about big ears, you know, I guess. Something. And um, I think their smell is pretty good. Um, and it just... All of what these guides had to say, you just learn a new respect for not just nature, God's creation, of course. These guys were tracking. They were, we're driving along and they slow way down. They look over the side of the car and they go, yep, a leopard's going this way. Let's see if we can find it. And he turns around and he's going, the, just they're expert <laughs> trackers. You know, it made me think of the Native Americans. You see the movies, how they're really good at tracking animals. Uh, and so they shared some of that with us. You can tell how fresh they are. And, it was just amazing. Huh. Amazing. Super cool. Wonderful, wonderful uh, experience. And here's something I wrote in my my journal, um, if I can kind of remember it, that I, I learned. You know, I, I prayed before I went. I'm like, God, open my eyes. Show me. Because this is totally new mm -hmm. continent, new people. I just make me humble. Let, let me see. And uh, one of the things that really came out was the way they spoke, because it was a second language, they're, they're English speakers, you know, because they have to communicate with a lot of people that come, the clientele. They speak, it's almost like an information sandwich. They kind of give you what they want to say, and then they, they front load it a little bit, and then they kind of say it at the end as well. So I could say, I like coffee. You know, that's what I really want to say. But before that, I say, you know, coffee is a really interesting drink. It's It comes from this and it comes from that. And it's this is how you make it. And then I really like coffee. And then at the end, they'll they'll kind of rehash some of that. They'll say the same thing in a few different ways. And you had to learn some patience to listen to them. But as well as on the track, as well as 
in when we were tracking the animals, you had to really be patient. There were three or four hours we're tracking these animals and you don't see what you're looking for, but he's persistent. The guide is persistent. And so you learn a whole new level of patience, of appreciation for the trade, the craft that these guys have, the knowledge that they have that I have nothing about. I'm like, those are tennis shoe tracks. You know, that's all I know. <laughs> you know? I mean, you can see, we could see deer tracks in my yard, you know, that kind of thing. But it's a whole level of patience and and sometimes you have to wait longer and longer for the rewards. And there are spiritual lessons. I'm like, God is speaking to me as we're tracking these animals. And afterwards, as I'm reflecting, I'm going, wow, this is, there's deep spiritual lessons here in just tracking an animal and being Mm. patient. So it was very cool. It was very cool. I loved it. That's awesome. Yeah. Happy to be back. That's awesome. Super cool. Well, hey, let's jump in. So uh, this past Saturday at Summer Bash, Pastor Ryan continued our Mark series, and he he camped out in three, four verses in Mark chapter eight. Mm-hmm. So we're going to jump into that. The title of his message was These Four Words. If you didn't come to Summer Bash, unfortunately, like I said, <laughs> you can't go back and watch it. Right. So, Sorry. <laughs> But here's what you do. You go to the neighbors. <laughs> they, they, they heard. They heard. We were farther back. Um, and when he was speaking, it was very loud, which was great. And I could hear it bouncing off of, did you hear it bouncing off of the houses back here? And so it was like, I'm getting in the front of my head and I'm getting in the back of my head. So I got like a double message. You got it twice. <laughs> I got it, twice. got it twice. But ask the neighbors if you didn't hear it. So uh, what jump? there's a couple of things maybe I want to get mm-hmm. into, but I want to yeah. first, what jumped out to you? Mm-hmm. Like what do you, what, uh, what did Holy Spirit kind of float to the surface on, yeah. on your heart there? Well, structurally, he said it's directly in the center of the gospel of Mark, um, you are the Christ. And I thought that was neat how Ryan weaved together. He said, it's in the center of the Bible, but these words should be in the center of your life. And to unpack that, and I'm sure we're going to get more into that. Um, so he asked the question, where do I stand with Jesus today? Today, not yesterday, not the day before. While that is instructive each day, each day, and so make Jesus the center of your life. And there's, you know, that that sounds simple and it is, it's that simple, but it's so profound too, because he, he opened up how I talk with my wife, how I talk with other people, how I drive my car, <laughs> you know, how I, everything make Jesus the center of your life. So that was a great starting point. Well, and I, and I think it's important, right? One of my, especially back when I, I worked with students, uh, like my big thing was trying to help students own their faith. Yeah. Right now through the Rating Institute, it's trying to help adults, <laughs> young adults yes. own their faith because sometimes we live off of the first part. Jesus asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? Yeah. Oh, well, people say you're this. People say you're that. They're uh, maybe John the Baptist yeah. or Elijah or one of the prophets. Yes. Yeah. I think sometimes we live and who we say Jesus is, is, oh, well, well, mom and dad say yeah. This is who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. Grandpa and grandma. Or, or my favorite preacher. Yeah. Or my or, favorite pastor says, yeah. this is who Jesus is. But who do you say that Jesus is? Yes. You, yeah. you don't get in on your favorite pastor's coattails, your parents' coattails, your right. grandparents' coattails. Who do you say that Jesus is? Yeah. And it's 
that's where the blessing is too. The blessing from God, you are blessed from your parents, from your pastor and everybody else. But when you, as you say, when you own it, that's when you own the blessing too, so to speak, if we can say it that way. Yep. No, that's good. That's good. So early on, Ryan made a statement and we can probably spend a little bit of time jumping into this. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said, what we believe about Jesus is connected to our daily decisions. Let's let's double click on that a little bit, because I do think even and and we've talked about this many times on the podcast, right? But but we're going to talk about it again. Yep, on the podcast, it. right? Unfortunately, in our culture, there tends to be still this separation between the sacred and the secular. Yeah, that well, these are the the things that I do for the spiritual part of my mm-hmm. life. You know, I go to church. Yep. Maybe I read the Bible every now and then. Yeah. Like I do those things and that's spiritual. Yeah. But then there's all the whole rest of my life. And and, pe- and the way that I do that ha- doesn't have anything to do yeah. with the spiritual. They can be totally separate or compartmentalized. Yeah. And, and people talk about, and Christians talk about, so I don't know, maybe I'm stepping on toes here, but we talk about, we talk about in the Christian life. We say in the Christian life, how about just in the life? In life. Yeah. Because, you know, but yeah. we, you, you're right. So, well, I mean, and this shows up in interesting ways and I, and I'm not trying to like pick on people, right? But, <laughs> but, but sometimes you'll, uh, this happens, <laughs> I would say almost once a week. Yeah. Almost once a week, usually on a Sunday morning, you'll be having a conversation with somebody and they'll say, oh, well, I don't want to say that in church. It's like, if you shouldn't say it in church, <laughs> you probably shouldn't say it anywhere. Right, right. But it, again, it's this it's this separation of oh well, in church these things are are wrong yeah. and are not allowed. But outside of church, it's totally cool. I mean, yeah. Sometimes oh hey, you shouldn't lie in church. You shouldn't lie you anywhere. Shouldn't lie any- <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like well, you mean I can't take a nap or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's well said. Um, and. As we read the Bible, that's never, that was never the intention of uh, Jesus or the disciples. Whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do it all for the glory of God. It, yep. He's not talking about a place. He's talking about an action, whatever you do. Yeah. So what you believe about Jesus, like, like Pastor Ryan said, it's connected to your daily activities. Following Jesus should affect your performance at work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Following Jesus should affect your marriage. Following Jesus, if you have kids, should affect the way that you parent. Following Jesus should affect the type of friend that you are and the type of friend that you have. Uh, Everything. It should affect, you know, Ryan kind of hit on some of these things. Uh, Following Jesus should affect the way that you look at and utilize your finances. Yeah. Like none of these things are outside the scope of discipleship to Jesus. Right. Everything is covered. He died for all of you so give him all of you <laughs> yes he didn't yes. he didn't say well i'm just gonna die for your pocketbook here <laughs> you know i'm just gonna yeah. die for your uh, your language you know yeah. yeah yeah so let's so let's explore a few of those things right so you're a parent yeah i'm a parent how do you feel like jesus as christ affects the way that you parent yeah well and i'll i'll be the I'll confess, there are many times when I don't give it thought. There have been times throughout my where I'm like, now, now it may be, it may be that, hopefully, 
it's baked in and it's it's a it's a byproduct how I treat my kids and everything. But again, so parents don't beat yourselves up if you're not always saying I have to think I'm, you know, what would Jesus do in this parenting situation? We slip up. We don't sometimes. Yeah, the goal isn't to make you feel guilty if right. like, oh, I'm not a perfect parent. Well, guess what? I'm not a perfect parent. Like, ask, ask any one of my six kids. <laughs> they will tell you I am not a perfect parent. Yeah. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> Yesterday. No. <laughs> but to answer the question, I think, I don't want to say first and foremost, but I'll just use those phrases. My kids are God's creation. Everyone is God's creation. So my kids are, you know, how do I parent the Christian way? <laughs> they are God's creation. They are God's. They are, uh, they're my kids, but they're my brothers and sisters in a weird sort of way, you know? So recognizing that, having that, they are their own. I mean, we, Christine and I, we, we were um, infused with this um, in an early way is that uh, kind of, you may have heard this in Christian circles that they're God's kids, but they're on loan to us. You know, there, there are better ways of saying it perhaps. No, no, I, I think that that's, that's, that's awesome. Cause that's kind of the same, the picture in my mind is, 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 is a uh, stewardship. Yes. Like I'm a, I'm a steward of my children. Yes. I don't own my children. Right. I was, I was brought up, right? Like you, you take better care. If I'm going to borrow something, like if you loan yes. your car, I'm going to be even more careful with your car yeah. than I am with my own. Yeah. Because this is, this is yours. Yeah. Like it, it demands a, a higher level of care and, and, yeah. and protection. What if I treat my kids the same way? Hey, these aren't my kids. Yes. These are God's kids. That's right. That he's entrusted me with. Yeah. Oh, how do I? Yeah. If God, if God handed me six random kids and said, take care of these. How well am I going to take care of these kids? I I would hope. I'd be like, whoa. I would do everything I could. Well, and you'd want to get to know them. Here's a random kid I've never met before. So there's that whole aspect. I want to get to know them. Of course, there's the guiding and and all that. But it's like, you know, after 30 plus years of marriage with my wife, I'm still getting to know her. Mm -hmm. Right? And so after depending on the age of the kids, X number of years with your kids, you're still getting to know them. And so it's that dignifying, and this sounds very secular, but nothing secular, right? Because anytime a secular person says, show dignity to somebody, that's a Christian value. That is a godly value. So there's that's, no separation. That's, that's part of the imprint of the image of God. Yes. In us, yes. Is that that demand for dignity. Yeah. Right. In a, in a, sorry, I don't want to get sideways here, <laughs> but like in a Darwinian model, like, <laughs> Why would you give anybody dignity? Yeah. Survival of the fittest. That's right. Right? Like, psh, hey, if they can't cut it, they can't cut it. Oh, sorry for you. We don't want them to reproduce. I'll take your coffee <laughs> you <know? laughs> or your green lime candy, whatever it is. Yeah, that's right. But so, so that's how that shows up. Of course, it shows up where you listen to the promptings and God says, this is your child, but my child. Talk to them about me. But that's not exclusively what it means to be a Christian parent or a Christian worker or anything. So it's, it's, again, it's all of life. How do we, how do we be a human and, um, as God intended to other people? So it's that kind of superstructure, I mm -hmm. think. So, but to get real specific, uh, you warn them about certain things. Hey, what about this kid you're hanging around? You know, what, what about this? What about that? What about, um, 
uh, caring for yourself, caring for your body, because the body is just as spiritual as, you know, it's just God intends you to have a healthy body and a good body. Um, so, yeah, th- those are some things with the parenting yeah. that shows up. No, that's good. That's good. Uh, let's go into marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus is Lord. Yeah. How does that affect the way that you engage with Christine, with, you know, whatever? Yeah. Well, double, double rubber stamp what I just said before, yeah. but um, it's, and Paul calls it, calls it a mystery, right? <laughs> he he calls it a mystery. Ephesians so, 5. Yeah. So marriage is um, first above all things, a uh, picture of Christ in the church. Okay. So for me, direct to, to um, direct uh, orders for lack of a better word, instruction um, for me is to husbands love your wives. There's not a period there. There's a pattern, not a period, not a pattern. Love your wives as Christ loved the church. And gave himself up for her. So it's the daily dine, which again, not a pro, made many mistakes. Guys, don't beat yourselves up. Join (laughs) me, join me in not doing this well. But that is, there are, I've I've had, I've had some, Christine can tell you some good moments where it's like, okay, I'm going to dive myself here. I'm going to love, 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 which was again in that context, Roman husbands weren't expected to love their wives necessarily right um in that context uh, for the jews um i'm sure they were well but but even there like in that in that culture overall you know greco-roman culture even in jewish culture yeah like women were not as valued as men yeah so i mean there's definitely disparity yeah there so some people like knock paul like oh like Mm. he must have hated women no paul and jesus set him free jesus first and then Paul greatly elevated the status of women. Yes. Like this sort of blown the minds of people in their culture. Yes. So yes. like so in Ephesians 5, and unfortunately, some people still run with this incorrectly. Yep. The part that says, wives, submit to your husbands. And yep. some husbands are like, ha-ha. But you know what's Keep before breathing. that? What's, Keep breathing. What's before that? Uh, 529 or something? Submit to one another. There's a blanket statement that's, that's the whole thing if you yeah. if you really look at it it's mutual submission yes, yes. mutual submission yeah so the way and this is if if i'm doing a a, a wedding this is kind of my go-to passage because it, it's wife submit to your husbands well no wife submit to your husbands but <laughs> yeah. but yeah but husbands love your wives yeah. as christ loved the church i i would suggest the demand on husbands is greater it's to die than that put on the wife yes uh, so, yes. gentlemen, you want to li- live in your marriage as though Christ is Lord? Uh, love your wife yeah. like he loved the church. Yes. Which was a self-sacrificial love. Yeah. So, yeah. Anticipating needs. Now, wives, sometimes you just have to speak up and say, this is what I need, just like husbands do. But I think part of my role as a Christian husband is to say, Okay, because I got all the things I'm doing, and and uh, um, so Kinsey says I'm really selfish. Remember, he said that before. 
I'm really selfish too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> me through. Here we are. <laughs> this is true confession. So, because uh, I think, okay, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? So, how about waking up? And again, not doing this real well, but there have been good moments where God has said, "Why don't you? Why don't you set aside what you want to do and anticipate her needs?" So I'm like, okay, what about this? She would really be happy about this and this and this. And I think that's how that looks. Um, Jesus is the Christ, so that's how that shows up in. A marriage. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pop up. Look. <laughs> yeah. Make sure we're still recording. No problem. But uh, let's let's get practical uh, as an employee. Yes. What does it look like for me as an employee or mm-hmm. an employer? Oh, yeah. To live as though Christ was Lord. Yes. So start talking on that while I look to see if we're still recording. Yes. Uh, so I would say, oh, that's my community card. <laughs> I would say... Um, well, I serve. Okay, so this is this is the same passage in Ephesians. Um, slaves, um, work, work. Uh, how does he say it? Work as though you were working because you, you're working for your. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. You're working for your master. You have another master. Um, thank you for pulling it up. Uh, what's he say? So this is actually he crossed over into, into Ephesians six. <clears throat> starting in verse Oh, five. there we go. Yeah. This is in the New Living Translation. So yeah. slaves, obey your earthly masters with deep respect and fear. Serve them, again, not fear, like, yeah. not like I'm afraid of you, like the, the, the awe, reverence, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Serve them sincerely as you would serve Christ. Try to please them all the time, not just when they are watching you. As slaves of Christ, yeah. do the will of God with all your heart. Work with enthusiasm as though you were working for the Lord yes. rather than for people. Yes. So go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. I don't want to. I was just going to say. So as an employee, um, there's 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 always this thankfulness and gratitude that I've got this job, and that I've got to be able, I'm able to do what I do. Mm -hmm. You know, although we all have those moments as employees of being like, you know, you grumble, (laughs) grumble, grumble. Uh, So there's gratitude, thankfulness, but also, um turning over what I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing my lesson plans. I'm doing what I'm doing uh, for God. And again, you just talked about it. What if I were entrusted with five, with five random kids? Well, 135 <laughs> random kids, you know, and it, I'm not parenting them, but it's it's a few steps removed from that. Reminder, George is a teacher. Oh, uh, yes. So that, that's what he's talking about. Teacher, yes. Uh, and so, so there is that parent, there is that shepherding, okay, which is one of my, um, when we did the uh, the scale thing that was one of my um whatever you call it you're gifts. like in the in the spiritual gifts or in like the, the yes. ministry gifts yeah yes yes yeah. uh so it shows up again rubber stamp this sounds like a bad phrase but those kids have dignity too don't treat them like they're little slaves and let me tell you we, we as teachers can can tend to because you, you want to control them sometimes they need to be controlled <laughs> in, in ways because if they're not controlled themselves a, a phrase i use a lot of times is uh manage yourself or somebody else will <laughs> you know and that and that is my job too but how do we how do you manage a kid that is a little out of control or whatever so that's how that looks um gratitude thankfulness um skill Okay. Ask. I. I have literally, and again, this is this is becoming more and more, which I'm getting excited about. Literally paused in the middle of lessons or things and just said, "God, I need your help here. Help me to help me to explain this better. Help me to do this." Or as I'm doing my lesson plans. Okay, how does this look? And then, 
stuff comes. It's really cool. So it's very that, cool. So then we're going to tap back to um, this was months and months ago um, in the in the more series. Yeah. We talked about prayer, right? My wife kind of co-taught with me and she was talking about that even with like things like yes yeah. god is the master chef yes right? like, yes <laughs> like if jesus is is lord like if 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 jesus is the messiah he's he's god made flesh mm-hmm. come to save us all mm-hmm. right like he knows everything mm-hmm. he knows what you need to teach these kids he knows what these kids are going through like right i think one of the ways that we can live as though he were the christ the Messiah is to seek him in some of these things that seem mundane. Yes. Seek him in some of these things. I'm like, well, no, that's just, that's just my job. Lord, if you were a, a teacher yeah, to middle school students, how would you do it? How would you do it? Yeah. How do you want me to do it? Yeah. Like, like I mean, and again, there's no, we're going to just keep hammering this. There's no divide between the sacred and secular. So what I'm doing you know, Martin Luther famously said, uh, "When the when the um, the farm maiden is milking the cow, she's doing a very spiritual act." I'm mm-hmm. paraphrasing that, but you know th- what she's doing is important. It matters to God, and so I, I, I'm 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 recognizing that more that all those little things, a seating chart, everything it it matters to God, and it's important. He cares about that. It's not like, well, let's just get through this and then go read your Bible. It's it's all under God, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, that's, that's yeah. good, man. That's good. Um, uh, where do we want to go from there? What else, what else you got in your notes? Uh, I kinda, I kinda... The, well, he, again, the problem is sin. I want my way. Ryan was saying this as it was bouncing off the houses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he said something, which was profound. He said, but I need, I must be rescued by me. Or from me, I must be rescued from me. You know, we can be our own worst mm-hmm. sin. We can, we do it to ourselves, um, which is pretty pretty. Well, awesome. and I think there's a you know from from the dawn of humanity, right from the fall of humanity, I should say, but like there is a an undertow of self idolatry. Yeah, right. Adam and Eve. How does how does the serpent tempt them? eat this yeah you will be like god yeah like we we have this underlying uh idea that somehow like the the world the universe revolves around us right in a sense making us god (laughs) so it's a a shock to the system and a, a challenge sometimes to actually come to a place of of setting ourselves aside yeah to allow for yeah. Jesus. Oh, to yeah. Be <laughs> yeah. That one. So. Well, and, and, and the beauty of it, though, is when we set ourselves, we become more fully human. When we set ourselves aside, we become more fully human in that we were not created to take the place of God. Right. We were created to be, and it sounds so bad that the world rages against us. Don't submit to no limits, no rules, no nothing. Well, welcome to hell. <laughs> really? Really? Welcome to hell. Right. You know, the, 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 the Ten Commandments, any any um, command from Jesus is freedom-based. Limits are a gift. Yes. Yeah. But we, we 
we rail against it. And I, but again, I would say that's all part of that self idolatry mm-hmm. because we want to believe that there are no limits. Yeah. For I can do. I mean, this is a, this is a pet peeve of mine. Okay. This yeah. A pet peeve of mine. Right. <laughs> We, pajamas in Walmart. We tell kids, look, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's standard issue in Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Sorry. 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 <laughs> that's all right. No, but I mean, this is even like in, in subtle things, like, you know, you'll, you'll hear people say to kids in particular, Hey, work hard and you can be anything you want to uh, be. No, uh, you can't. No, you can't. Like, that's no. a lie. All right. Like we're, we're lying to kids. Right. You you can't be anything that you want to be. Right. Guess right. what? Like there are, there are, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally. Yeah. Like you've got a, a limited number of things that you can do. I could never play in the NBA or NFL. No, I'm not. I'm not you know? athletic really at all. <laughs> like I couldn't do any of those things. Yeah. Can you grow in skill with practice and discipline? Sure. Yeah. But there are some people that just like you've, <laughs> if you do not have an innate sense of rhythm. Yes. You, you're probably not going to make it as a world-class drummer. That's right. That's right. That's I mean, right. That's, you could you could work hard, but if you don't have that, I don't know if you're going to right get that. Right yep. there, there are people that you, you just can't. Yeah, you just can't. We have limits, but we try to pretend like we don't. Yeah, I can do it all. No, you can't. No, I can't. That is so crushing, I think, to a lot of people because then. Well, give me some direction, you know? I mean, so, no, I don't want to limit you. You just kind of do that. <laughs> it's sometimes very great for somebody to say, maybe you ought to try this instead. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know? so here's, okay, here's super, and you're going to, you're going to experience this on some level, mm-hmm. but you don't, you don't have to be the guinea pig, right? So you're right. going to be in the Institute yep. this fall. Yep. Um, we learned the hard way and we still feel bad for everyone that went through our first year of the Institute because they were our guinea pigs. And guess what? Oh, They're, I heard a lot of good things from those people. Oh, oh yeah. 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 But like, but. they they had to deal with a lot of our missteps <laughs> as we structured things. So for the first half of the first semester, we basically told them, hey, write a paper about this. Yeah. Write it however <laughs> you want. And that'll be great. And they really struggled with that. Yes. We thought, hey, not everybody has the same academic experience. Yep. We're going to kind of give them free reign so they can write it however they're right. comfortable. Right. And that went really badly. <laughs> when we we learned from this, so we yeah. said, okay, here are the specific parameters yeah. for how we want you to write this paper. Guess what? Everybody's papers got better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> within boundaries. Yep. <clears throat> within limits. It's a beautiful thing. They were able to function much better. Yeah. Because when anything is a possibility... It doesn't go well. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Man, what if instead of telling kids, hey, you work hard, you can be anything you want to be. We pay attention. Yeah. Hey, where are this kid's strengths? Yep. Where do they have uh, giftings and abilities? Let's fan the flame of those things. Yes. Instead of trying to tell them they can be anything they want to be. It looks like they've got really good potential to be this. Yeah. Let's help them be the best this yes. they can be. Yes. And how many people have you talked to that said, I had a high school teacher or a teacher or a coach or somebody that said, what about this? And boom, that was the spark that ignited yep. their, their yep. path, you know? Yeah, maybe you heard it. I mean, it's the, it's those I see in you yeah. conversations. Great, great right? words. Hey, great words. man, I see this potential in you. Yeah. And because 
I mean, sometimes we have blinders for ourselves, whether it's the self-deception, like we talked about yes. last week, right? Like self-deception. And I think I can be anything that I want to be Yeah. when in reality I can't. Right. Or I, maybe it's the, it's the opposite and I severely underrate yeah. my ability to contribute to anything. Yeah. <clears throat> and you need somebody to kind of build that up in you. I think we need to find that, that middle of the road yeah. where, Hey, what, what are some potential things within people? And let's, let's build that up. And because, because they're not the center of the universe. No, they're not the Lord. No, they can't be anything they want right. to be. Go to the one who knows. <clears throat> yeah. Go to the one who knows. And, and let's take this opportunity again to push in again to the spiritual disciplines. That self-knowledge, for lack of a better word, but it is self-knowledge, can't happen real well. Or it happens better, let's put it, when you're in silence and solitude. Mm. And you get the reverberations from other people when you're in community, right? So. Come to church. Okay. <laughs> get in the group. Get in the group. Uh, and uh, well, and again, when you're reading the word. So all those disciplines help um, help to um, flesh out what it means for Christ to be. Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the Christ. No. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good. I like it. Uh, okay. This has been something that, I, and, and Ryan said it. Um, I'm going to say it in a paraphrase. I don't know exactly the way, but this has been something that has just really crystallized with me a lot more is he said, we proclaim a person, not a system of rules or religious beliefs. Okay. Do you remember him saying something to that effect? And I have, that's a big profound statement too, because Jesus is the Christ. Jesus and this is where the world gets it wrong a lot of times, Jesus wasn't all about a new system of rule. Yes, but no. I say that there are, there, there are, are boundaries. There are boundaries. <clears throat> okay. But he said he was very egocentric, if we can say it that way. He said, it's about me. It's about me. Come to me. He said, you're always going to have the poor, but you won't always have me. Those are some pretty bold statements. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So all these I am statements, all these statements, he was like, yeah, follow my rules. I've got a new command for you and everything, but it originates with me. So we get it backwards, I think. And this is where I, I want to say this carefully. Um, Tim Keller, who passed away recently, used to talk about the moralists, right? The moralists would be it's all about rules. It's yeah. all about rules. So, so in, in Christianity, if this is Jesus and these are the rules, Jesus is the reason for the rules. If mm -hmm. we put the rules and we lean heavily on, don't do this, do this. This is how a Christian looks. This is Christian. This is how a Christian listens to me. If all those rules, if we put those first, but remember Jesus said, you diligently study the scriptures. You're all in your Bibles, but you forget that they're the scriptures that testify about me. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm here. This is what all of this points to, right? And so that, I, I never tire of hearing that because we can easily, especially in American Protestantism, I'm sorry, this is a soapbox for me. No, dude, we, soapbox is not We can really thing, yeah. push about, uh, uh, you know, what does a Christian look like? Oh, those are the people that do this and don't do that. Yes and no. You know, what about those are the people that they love Jesus? They're always talking about Jesus instead of, how bad this is and how bad society is and how, while that is true, we need to speak up. Anyway, 
that's no i mean it's it's kind of uh are you familiar with simon sinek no. Uh, he's big. Uh, he's not a believer, uh, to the best of my knowledge, but, uh, but he, he the does a, guy a, a really brilliant teaching. Okay. Uh, he's got a book. He's done teaching like a Ted talk. Uh, okay. start with why. Yeah. Right. Like when we come to terms with Jesus, right. Uh huh. We have the why for the rules. Mm. If we start with the rules, like you're saying, like we've got the, we've got the horse and the cart. Yeah. Out of order. Yes. Right. When we come into this relationship with Jesus, we understand, ah, this is why there are boundaries. Yeah. This is why, you know, but it's, it's not me following the rules to try to earn or get into this relationship, which is the old system. Right. Right. The old system is, Hey, these are the things you have to do to maintain a relationship with God. Yeah. I would argue the point of all of that was to demonstrate that it is impossible yes. for us to keep the rules yep. well enough to, to to maintain any sort yeah. of relationship with God. Yeah, yeah. All of that was a setup for Jesus. Yes. Everything in here pointed to Jesus. All your older times pointed to Jesus. Yes. These so, are the scriptures that testify about me. Yes. Yep. Yes. And so, yeah, you have to, you have to get, Get the things in order, coming into that place of recognizing Jesus as Christ, yeah. Jesus as Lord. Yeah. And he talks from there. Sorry. No, from there. Yeah. The, the lifestyle of a follower of Jesus will flow out of that. Yeah. But what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, he talked so much about rest mm. and about, I got, relaxing, um, comfort, all of this. It was, yes, he came and overturned the, but he was speaking to the religious people. He's saying, you're getting it backwards. Right. And he talked so much about, again, Keep talking. Jesus is the Christ, meaning I have comfort. I have, it's about resting in me. Yes. If you rest in me, you'll follow the rules. You'll learn what it means to be human. And when you step outside, don't kill yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Don't beat your next door neighbor up over, you know, the their faults and everything else. Um, again, there are times to speak up, you know, hey, officer, something's bad going on here. I, you know, again, we don't, we don't live silent lives, but we also rest in him, not in following rules because we're going to, we're going to mess up mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. So, so that really chimed with me. I love hearing that. All right. Um, unless you've got something else, we'll go to kind of how he he went towards the end. And you're in mm-hmm. a math, or I'm sorry, Mark eight thirty four. Yes. Which New Living Translation says, then calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. And maybe your translation says, deny yourself, yep. take up your cross, and and follow me. So this is. You know, it's connected to what we've been talking about, right? When we, if in in the context of marriage, if in the context of parenting, if in the context of, of a job or, you know, whatever, if my daily practice is, <laughs> is to deny myself, yeah, right? To recognize that it's not about me. Right. I take up my cross, right? Like this, hey, like I'm. I'm doing this. It might not be comfortable. It might not be fun, but I'm doing this 
based on the model Jesus gave us, right? And I'm going to follow after Jesus. I'm going to say, Hey Lord, wherever you're going, wherever you want me to go. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm going to go today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's where you see radical transformation happen. Yeah. And it's again, the daily, the minutely, the hourly, um, deny. And again, could it be that when we deny ourselves, we actually get more than what we would have had if we hadn't? Hmm. In other words, we see the shiny out there and we say, I want that. Or it, it could be an object, could be a a, um, a a situation, whatever. It could be a, oh, if I just had. And and if when we when we deny ourselves certain things, could it be that that's leaning into abundance so we're actually getting as we deny hmm. i don't want to well, no, i don't want to speak double talk and like mystery no 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 but, but you know what I mean? say it's it's para- it's a paradox right? it's the it's the upside down kingdom right <laughs> it's, the, the paradox it's paradoxical yeah. yeah i mean again even non-believers the secular know this that if you deny yourself certain foods or pleasures psychologists Everybody coaches will say, you need to deny yourself this for a bit so that you can achieve a higher level of X, Y, and Z. Um, and it's it's that way. Well, I think, I mean, <clears throat> a budget, right? Yeah. If, if I create a budget, yeah. you know, if Nicole and I run a budget, it's there are going to be things that we have to say no to yeah. in order to yes. do these other things. Yes. Right? There's a denial. I mean- are there things that I would like to spend money on? Yeah. 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 But you say no to this so that this happens. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I think that's a, that's a, but you see in all different arenas of life. Yeah. 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 The whole thing though, with the cross and he, he touched on this. Uh, I think he said, we're, we're like 2000 years removed from, I don't know, that'd be an interesting question. When was actually the last crucifixion? Huh? I just thought about oh, it. Somebody thought, should look that up. Look that up. Uh, I don't have that immediately handy. Because it wasn't Jesus. I mean, the, oh, no. And, and Jesus and the two thieves weren't the only ones. I mean, we have thousands of bones with. Yeah. I mean, the, the Roman <laughs> Empire extended far beyond yeah. uh, the life of Jesus. But at any rate, um, that is, uh, that's such a, you know, it's, we decorate the crosses. We wear them as necklaces. I got one on my car and all that. And, and it has a, a, a rich meaning to us, but to, to them, in the in the in the first century in the Roman Empire and, and uh, what had a, a totally different it's an object of horror shame um, and then okay and and this is where Ryan talked about follow Jesus at any cost and and I wrote down I will have to die to a lot in life mm-hmm. so if there's shame if there's he mentioned lost relationships he mentioned financial hardships. Any of that, uh, some of those problems we bring on ourselves. <laughs> okay, <laughs> want to be careful there. But um, there's that's the cross. That's how the that's how the the crucified life looks. But I I I know for myself, I'm very far from that in a lot of ways. So that's something I need to lean into because it's not appealing. Mm. And we think, oh yeah, you know, Jesus, abundant life, and everything, and. I have Jesus and I get all the things that I want too. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's, we have to keep eternity in focus, mm-hmm. right? Because 
if we look at this life and think, hey, you only go around once. <laughs> so you got to live with all the gusto you can. Yeah. Right? And it's this, it's this mindset of like, hey, whatever this lifespan I get here on earth, that's all I got. Yeah. So I got to grab as much as I can. I've got to enjoy as much as I can. Like, well, no. Like, <laughs> well, in one way or another, we live eternally. Exactly. Exactly. Because kids will say this too. Uh, kids that I teach, uh, what, what was the um, YOLO? That was the oh, phrase, yeah. right? You only yeah. live once. And I would say, that's right. So make good choices. So you, you can flip that around. You can say, oh, you only live life. Go for the gusto. Yeah, you only live life. Don't mess it up. Yeah, don't jack up eternity <laughs> don't jack- <laughs> on the basis of this 70, 80, 90 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you only live once. Milk it for all it's worth in the way that you, again, here's the limits. Here's the, here's follow Christ. You only live once, follow Christ. You only live once, Jesus is the Christ. Don't miss him. Yeah. Uh. yeah. No, I mean, it's uh, Francis Chan, and I've I've totally borrowed this in, previously in a message, right? He does the eternity rope. Okay, I right, haven't have heard you, this. I haven't so, heard this. So though. he has this illustration where he has this huge length of rope. Okay. Right? And he's got like one inches of it, like brightly colored or something uh-huh. like that. And he, and he says, hey, just imagine this rope like goes out the out of the room. It wraps around the earth. You know, yeah. seven, eight, nine, ten times this rope just keeps going. Like that's eternity. Right. He says this this little one inch section, that's that's our time span here on earth. Yeah. And he and he says, Man, like we put so much time and effort and focus onto this right here. Yes. And we neglect <laughs> yes. all the rest of it. Yes. And and it's like, man, like so that's where I say we have to keep eternity in focus. Because that's the reality. Yeah. We'll either spend eternity. In the presence of God, or, or not in the absence of God, if you, not to, which is a weird concept. We talk about that in the institute. <laughs> yeah, and, and, but, and, and yes, and or in the self-indulgent hell that has no limits, where we're like unhappy. More and more means more and more unhappy. More and more of what I get means more and more unhappiness. There, there's a living hell right there, and uh, this was a uh, this this came out in Africa too because we were. We were watching this. We were looked at this ant lion. You know what an ant lion is? Is it just a line of ants? Lion. L-I-O-N. Oh, oh, an ant lion. Yeah. Ant lion. I'm like, I'm like it's... They're at your picnic every... <laughs> <laughs> I think I've taught you at Summer Bash. Do they go marching one by one? Hurrah? <laughs> yeah. Hurrah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the ant lion, it digs that conical. We have them in, in the States, in Michigan, too. They, they dig that conical shape, and they're at the bottom. And... um. Something comes down and it bites it or stings it or something, and then it falls down into this this trap. Uh, Star Wars, the, remember that oh, massive the, the thing? Starlight Pit Monster. There you go. Yeah, that's patterned after an ant lion. Okay, I did not know that, Lucas. You're Look brilliant, but you didn't make everything up. But anyway, so <laughs> no, good guy. But uh, so anyway, where was I going with that? Oh, we were looking at. Um, oh, well, I'm sorry, it wasn't an ant lion, but we had a good ant lion thing. It was a termite. And it dug oh. up two different, um, uh, long story short, two different uh, colors of soil. And basically, he was saying, look, it's digging down through time, basically, because sand deposits, sand deposits, sand deposits. So it's digging down through time because it takes a while uh, in that environment for sand to deposit. And long story short, I kind of, again, this is something that God's been telling me about. We are only here for a blip. And we put such great importance on the royal family or this and this. We put so much uh, energy 
into the here and now. And that's fine. That's what we've got. Okay. But we forget that we're in the greater context of all the time. And I was telling this to the guide and he was like nodding his head, smiling, like this was an eternal principle, a, a Christian principle that even though we weren't talking Christian, we were talking great truths that God has shown all people saying, look, you're finite. No, you know, here's your time limit. <laughs> so if there's a time limit, there are other limits. It was just really cool. It was just really cool. No, that's good. Yeah, yeah. that's good. I like it. <laughs> well, hey, anything else jump out to you, George, or that you want to cover before we wrap the episode up? I think that about covers it. I uh, enjoyed that. It was it was nice being there at Summer Bash, though, with people, and I got around and talked with a bunch of people we talked and uh it's just i love that and i know again i'm a big extrovert i know some of the introverts were like i don't either want to go or <laughs> you know it uh, the rain or, or whatever and that's and that's fine but uh i uh i just enjoyed getting to know more and more of our church family it was a it was a great no, time. It, was really, it was really good yeah uh last thing i'll say yes uh ryan had a line that which we are most reluctant to give up is most likely to become our substitution for christ uh. so that's just part of that self-evaluation we talk about that frequently this happens really well in the space of the disciplines yes. uh, yeah silence and solitude uh the search me prayer and we talked about this last week yeah. with the heart right one of the things when when we hear that call to deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow jesus what are things that we have a really hard time denying yeah. ourselves of? Yeah. Right? Make note of those things. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a real thing, man. That's well, a real thing. And what's the go-to? When you have the time, like unstructured time and everything, what's the go-to? What's the default? That's trigger for me. Like, what would, like, I'd really, okay, I got to do this, but what, where's my mind? What do I really want to do? Ah, that's the idol, I think, too often. Ooh, that's for, for me. That's no, no, no. You know, that's, that's the that's idol. Good. Because and, and, and we're not saying you need to spend every waking minute no. carrying your Bible around and reading your Bible. Like, correct. Because again, everything, everything uh, can be a spiritual. Thing. Not in some new agey weird way. Wash the dishes, fix like, the car, talk to your kids, yes. mow the lawn. Those are important things. But if we do these intentionally as an act of worship, yeah, right. As a hey, if if God asked me to wash these dishes, yeah, how would I do this in a way that honors Him? Yeah, how did you you know like is that our is that our focal point? But yeah, what what you're saying, like what's what's our go to is. Is the thing that I go to, is that something that honors God? Because there are some things we can say, oh, well, I'll just do this thing in a way that honors God. Well, if it's something that actually goes against what God calls us to. Yeah. You, you I'm can't just gonna deal these drugs, honor. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. That I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the best drug dealer I can. I'm gonna <laughs> deal these drugs as if God asked me to That's right. Wrong. And I'll Wrong. do it after 18 beers. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Uh there's some things that are that are off the table yeah. uh, as as options. Yeah. But yeah, what do we what do we turn to? I I like that. I like how you asked that question. That was a good way to yeah. say it. What's our what's our go-to? What's our go yeah. Yeah. Is what's it, our default? Do yeah. we just do we just kind of mindlessly veg out on Netflix or you know Disney Plus? Do we Because was it you? I think it was you that brought up uh, screw tape letters yeah. is that you yeah, yeah yeah and 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 i i read it but it was long ago but it seems to me one of the letters it was um you know don't show yourself don't act evil he's telling the lesser demon don't act evil don't act scary just keep people busy 
Remember that? Mm-hmm. Just, just busy them, just busy them, busy them. So there is no self-reflection. There yeah. is no, there's, it's one squirrel to the next, you know, and uh, that's, it's sinister. It's yeah. sinister. It can be sinister. Well, but again. And that too is, a, is a, a failure to recognize limits. Yeah. Right. We go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. Yeah. Because we want to try to get it all. Yeah. You, you can't get it all. You can't. It's, it's not, it's not possible. Uh, embrace limits. Uh, Paul David Tripp has written about that. Uh, Pete Scazzaro, he writes about limits. I, I read that book with Brandon and I. Right? Oh, the Scazzaro one. The, the, um, emotionally healthy discipleship. Yeah. I actually asked him, um, whenever it was close to a year ago, I said, can you get me? I need something. I need weight. I need meat. And he just kind of smiled and said, I, <laughs> and, oh, and, and yeah, it's, that's been a, a great book, but that, yeah, the limits. Um, and, and I, I think Josh, it's important for us to remind, cause we've said it many times, but it is important. We are, are, you know, we say these things and as safeguards, but also remember we have a savior who loves us. So when we mess up, when we sin, when we get off track, when we spend too long on the shiny, when we're doing whatever, whatever, and we're off track and we're like, oh man, God, that my default is, is I'm on my fifth hour Netflix or whatever. I'm sorry, God. You know, he's gracious. He's loving. He doesn't say, told you. You (laughs) He says, all right, come to me. You who are heavy laden. Those that are heavy laden and weary are ones that recognize I need a savior. So perfection, not perfection, a perfect person in Christ. Jesus is the Christ, that perfect person that, so it's just, it's, it's beautiful to. No, that's good. You know, that's good. Yeah. Well, Hey, uh, this has been episode 39, George right here, brother. Thank you. This is awesome. The cup is empty. We've drained. (laughs) We're going to be, uh. We'll be running on high octane fuel for the rest of our day, ladies yes. and gentlemen. But uh, <laughs> it's still resin. It's like you talk about tasting notes. I think really good coffee stays with you a while too. Is that a thing? I don't know. I, well, there's definitely. I mean, if I if you go and like drink some water or eat a candy bar or a yeah scone or something, it'll probably diminish it. But yeah, sure. there's like a there's like a mouth feel. There's a nice resonance there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Thank you very it's much. Good. No, this is awesome. Yes. This is awesome. Yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as always, we encourage you to like, share, rate, review, share, subscribe. I always forget which ones do I say. Do the social media things. Do the things <laughs> where you do the things with the things. Utilize that uh, that gadget in your hand uh, <laughs> for uh, purposes of, of putting this out there to hopefully encourage other people. Uh, we're cruising, man. I looked not too long ago because remember we did the coffee party when we hit 750 yes. subscribers. We might be right around 850 now. Ooh, ooh. So we're creeping closer to that. And we're uh, going on that a cruise thousand. for a thousand, right? <laughs> That's what he just said. We're the, cruising the the cruise to <laughs> the cruise to Ethiopia to get coffee. Oh, <laughs> I would love to go to Ethiopia. There's a whole discussion there. So yeah, no, that'd be that'd be great. They but the uh, ark is there. The ark. Some people think the Ark is there. Noah's or of the Covenant? Uh, no, sorry. Yeah, the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, seriously. Okay. There are, yeah. That's a whole other discussion. That, we'll, have to, we'll have to do a bonus episode for that sometime. Yeah. So, <laughs> But hey, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. As always, it's a pleasure. Uh, next week, uh, you'll probably have JB and an unknown guest at this time. I will be out of town next week. Oh. We warned you the summer's going to be different, but uh, hang in there. JB knows what he's doing. JB's, oh, yeah. JB is a rock star. Yeah. Um, but uh, until next time, oh, it'll be the 40th. 
40th episode <gasps> next time? That's going to be super cool. All you 40-year-olds, you're, you're welcome so, on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be like a giant group of people. Uh, on the Which, this is the year for 40. I yeah. turned 40 this year. Oh. Ryan turned 40 this year. Wow. Brandon Fish, our facilities guy, yeah. he turned 40 this year. That's that's a thing. That's isn't like it? that's the thing. I remember that so, twelve years ago. <laughs> I'm just trying to catch up with you, George. That's what I'm you doing. You can't. So. <laughs> well, hey, you guys are awesome. We'll see you next time. All right. <laughs>Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.